Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 53. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Um, we have the long-awaited Cam Maben interview. This Before we bring special... him in, though, Ian, who are we presented by? Oh, presented by Parse Rum. Everybody loves Parse. Uh, Cam actually got a bottle of Parse. Remember that? You got a bottle of Parse. Oh, delicious. Delicious. It was, it was quite delicious. It had some knocks in it, and you know, it did me right. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that love. It's good stuff. But we were <laughs> super pumped really special because zach and cam got traded for each other zach hey man i'm glad I, i'm sorry to do it I, i'm not sorry or, or you're welcome or i don't yeah I don't know. What, what do we do what do we do here? i, I, I mean know. it was uh i took it as a compliment getting traded for you who was a big leaguer so i mean that's what i'm talking about bro. i appreciate it i appreciate your hard work for being a big leaguer for so long you know what, and, and the feeling is mutual, man. I, you know, I, I spent a lot of quality time with Detroit. You know, I think we all know that. So, you know, it was nice for me to know you, you let me hit another team, uh, you know, on this, this journey of mine. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. It's cool. I look good in royal blue, too. Ian, I mean, we got to talk about right away how you say all you do whenever we talk about Cam is how he's your favorite teammate of all time, how happy you are that we traded for him basically saying like i hate you zach i'm glad you're gone <laughs> literally before game. before that like we talked about my feelings of getting traded hap went on like a 20 minute rant of how happy he was to have you <laughs> and basically sounding like oh yeah zach good luck but uh yeah cam is awesome he is the <laughs> best it, like, it was quite oh, awkward it was it was a little awkward for me too zach because when i came i'm like yo man i heard about your podcast this thing is awesome man like you know, I would love to, you know, get on and, you know, maybe I can even help you out sometime. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we just traded you for, you know, my co-host and one of my good buddies. And I was like, ooh, I don't know how he's going to take that. So maybe I'll just come on as a guest and say it. So I didn't, that was before I actually officially met you. So, you know, this is all you, man. I just want to be a guest. You know, I'm glad to be a part of this, this amazing thing that you guys have created. So Cam is the best teammate. And I will keep saying great things about him because <laughs> playing the outfield with him is my favorite thing. And we we lined up yesterday to actually be in the game together. I think it was the first time, right, Cam? This spring? It was, yeah. And, yeah, man, sure. I was just so happy when they signed you back. And I just – I love it so much. And then, Zach, every time I say that, look at Zach's face. He's just upset. <sighs> That's all there, I love, Zach. It's okay. Does it hurt it's, a little you know, bit? Zach, Zach would love me, too, because, you know, I just – you know, my job is to make everybody feel amazing, bro, you know? <laughs> Whether it's a birthday, whether it's just waking up, man. I mean, like right now, Zach, you look great. I know, you know, you got your, your, I don't even know what you call the results of the test, but you look great, buddy. Like you're glowing right now. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. <laughs> I, that means a lot. I've had a rough few, few days. Um, Join I the really club. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Zach, can you take everybody through your last couple of days and you don't have to, we can edit out the end part, but just like the hit in the face and everything. Yeah. You know, I was backing up a game the other day. Um, you know, I haven't really gotten too many ABs, you know, beginning of spring training, especially this year, we're not playing all nine inning games and it's backing up against the blue Jays and, you know, take the first pitch. I've never seen this guy before kind of throwing pretty hard, take it. And I think it, it was a strike. Took it, and I was like, damn, I feel good. Like, that's a good take. You know, it was up up and in. I don't really handle that up pitch very well, but I was I tracked it the whole way. I was like, okay, I saw that great. I was like, you know, in the back of my mind, hey, he threw first pitch fastball for a strike. He might come off speed here. And so I saw it coming up in that same kind of tunnel up and in, and before I knew it, I was on the ground. Head was spinning. Helmet was flying all over the place. Um, and then – so, I mean, whatever. It, I caught, out it of the caught game. you it, in the C-flap. C-flap literally, yeah, literally saved your life. Which is, which for people yeah, that don't a, know. I sent the video to them and, like, literally, if I didn't have the C-flap on, I'd still be on the ground because I was not moving. Yeah, and for, like, it was, for the fans that don't know exactly what the C-flap is, it is when you see the big league helmet that has the earpiece and then the, and then the part that comes down and protects the chin, that Zach wears one of those, and it got him right in, like, the last saving piece of plastic that could have saved his life. Yeah, and you can see, like, there's, like, a little bit – little crack on it, too. And it's, like, right where the earpiece ends and right where the uh, mm. C-flap starts. 
And that was like the first thing I looked at when I got back into the locker room. I was like, all right, where did this ball actually get me? And it was, like I said, I'd still be on the ground now because there's no way I was getting up after that. Did you have a question, Kim, about it? Yeah, I I did, you know, because it's just something that I've always kind of wondered, you know, and I'm knocking on wood because I've never been a a big, you know, protection guy, elbow guard. Um, If I wear it, it's like, solely for like aesthetics you know what i'm saying it's all about <laughs> and i wear this stuff is just all about the flow for me but i like wonder you know um one of my good buddies uh you know big g john giancarlo got hit a few years back by mike fryers and um you know i always wonder you know, i've never been a guy to get hits a lot and i almost wonder like you, you know it's like you you put it out there like you you know you wake up and it's like don't you know speak things out into the universe you know positive things so my whole thing like what if we don't wear one of those things? You know, it's like the law of attraction kind of, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. it makes me wonder, like, you know, you guy wears an elbow guard, he gets smoked in his elbow guard, like, all the time. It's like KB, KB gets hit in the elbow guard every, <laughs> once a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I watched Derek Dietrich, like, you know, he's, he's just like, you know, elbow guard, and he just gets drilled every game. You know, I'm just like, what if we take that off? And then you never get hit in the elbow ever again. And then you just never get hit again. You know, it's like law of attraction. You know, I feel like that's just a thought. Just a thought. That's the same. I'm glad you're okay. But that's the same thing with the shin guard for me. Whenever I see someone wearing a shin guard, they follow it off the inside of their leg, and it always seems to miss the shin guard. Still, you know, you know what I'm saying? Have the shin guard on, and it'll hit him in the toe. Well, I I started wearing it in double A. I think like I got hit in the head, kind of like close together in a series. And I literally said, like, I'm never stepping in the box again without one of these on. And, yeah, I f- like, they had one more in, in my size. And I was like, well, I, I'm telling you, like, if I didn't have this, I would have played the concussion card and started walking funny because I was like, there's yeah. no way I'm getting back in the box. <laughs> like, and then in 2019, like, I got hit and I broke my hand. I got hit by a pitch. And so, uh, so now I wear a, a hand guard. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe you just, you just a magnet. You're a ball magnet. And I've never, I've never been one to get hit by pitches either. And now all of a sudden I am a magnet and, and you're not I even mean, that close uh, to the plate either. You're not really someone that crowds it. Right. And that was like that video. I sent, I sent them the video of me getting hit and it's literally like somebody was like sitting with a sniper and just had my head locked and loaded, ready to yeah. go. Like that ball was nowhere like, to go, nowhere to go. Yeah, I think that's if people don't realize that when a right uh, when it's a right on right at bat, and that right hander's throwing a two seamer, it's it's like a tracer. It's following you, like yeah, you're in there absolutely. trying to hit it, and the ball's coming towards you, and you can't get out of the way fast enough because even as you're moving away from the pitch, it's following you right in there. And Ian, exactly, I know uh, you say switch hitting is very hard, especially on the mind, but you will never have to face right on right or left on left, and you are. So lucky. It's really hard. Now I'll say this and I'm going to get smoked in the head, but it's really hard for a opposite armed pitcher versus batter, you know, right on left, left on right to yank a ball up and in towards your face. Yes. Like if they're going to yank it, it's usually going to be down. It's going to be a breaking ball at the, at the shins or the, the knees, but the like pulled heater up and in basically has to be intentional. Like it's yeah. really yeah, it hard for that to happen. Yeah, making me want to go back to switch it right now. I can't think of a single time I've hit a lefty up and in, knock on wood. But, yeah, I don't think you can really miss and, like, pull across your body that much unless you're, like, a submarine guy, I guess, and, like, yeah. coming up and across. <laughs> yeah, but you're not – it's, like, if, if you get hit by the opposite arm guy, it's usually, like, the ass or lower. Yeah. You're not, you're not looking out for your, for your face. Deck, did you also get hit by a ground ball? That's his own fault, though. Don't let him tell you any different. That's the hands are sleeping. All right, so I missed – like, so after I got hit in the head, I did nothing the next day just for, like, concussion protocol stuff, kind of just seeing how I move around, whatever, I was fine. And then the next day, so yesterday, I'm doing early work, and infielders, with the Tigers at least, we're just – we're on our knees just doing hand stuff, trying to, like, you know, pick out your hop. And I mean, it's tough. We're on, we're on dirt, and, you know, it's early in the morning. The fields aren't really manicured. They're still kind of hard, and – I mean, you you see it coming the whole time. Like the infielders kind of joke around. We're just like, all right, who's wearing one today? And like nobody has up to this point. So of course somebody has to do it. So whatever I'm doing on my knees, and I mean I'm literally not thinking of getting hit. Like 
even though I just got hit in the head the other day, I was like, I'm kind of over it. Like it wasn't even a thought in my mind. And I see this ball, you know, it's tracking again. And I'm just like, Ooh, this is an in-between hop. Like, I mean, I either got to go get it or I got to go play. I got to play back. And it, I went and tried to go get it and press through it. And, you know, pressing through as an infielder, like getting the short hop and it kind of hits off my heel and just smokes me like directly in the mouth. Oh. And I turn around. I'm just like, I'm done. I mean, I'm, I'm taking it to the house. There's no way I'm fielding another ground ball today. As, as a, a former infielder who doesn't take ground balls anymore, there, I hated drill work where you couldn't move your feet because I didn't have the best hands. A guy like Javi has unbelievable hands. Like I didn't have the best hands. I had to use my feet to move to the hop or else I was getting, I was just going to wear it because I have these, I use a big glove. I'm just trying to, I'm using, trying to use one hand, trying to catch it. I'm just trying to knock it down, playing linebacker out there trying to block balls. And so if I didn't, if I wasn't using my feet to move to the ball, it was over. So when they would put you on your knees and hit and smoke balls at you or like say, oh, wide stance, stand there. I was like, you're going to get me killed. Yeah, I'm not going to be able I'd, to have kids. I'm not going to have any teeth left by the end of this. It's funny. Like I, 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 I'm lucky. I didn't have, I didn't chip any teeth or anything like that, but my lip is so cut up on the inside and I just can't stop playing with it. And it's so annoying. Last last spring training or two two spring trainings ago, when I was still infielder, two spring I was eighteen. I was taking ground balls at second base, like back to back days. I'm doing the uh, you know back cage work with Brian Butterfield, former infield coach, um, using flat gloves. We use flat gloves, so there's no pocket. So you're trying to knock the ball down. Some yeah, a pancake glove. So. One of them, just kind of a funny, I'm trying to get my head behind a backhand, like really stick your face in there. You can do it. One ball hops up off the back of the glove right in the eye socket. Yep. If I touch my eyeball, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, God. You oh. go out. I'm heading to the outfield. Enough of this. We were, we were just talking about our conversation. You know, I was watching guys take infield balls the other day, and I'm asking, do you miss this at all? Because the outfield is so nice. You can count the hops as they come. You can play everything to the side. You can get your little, you know, your Ole going. It's, it, I love it. You know, I, I gave up the infield long ago when the first day coach asked, Hey, our center fielder is not here. Does anybody want to go to the outfield? And it was like, Hand up. I'm good. I'm over this. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't want to yeah, field another ground ball uh, on the dirt uh, another day of my life. So I, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm definitely, you know, if I was a guy coming into the game now, I would definitely be leaning towards that, uh, you know, Swiss Army knife. Like, yeah, like I can play some outfield a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to get. Yeah, I'm, I'm predominantly outfield, but, you know, um, if you really need even to play infield, I, I will, but, you know. Well, Zach, that's like when they try to get you to play third and you're like, no shot. You won't see me at third well, base. We were, we were playing the other day at the Pirates place. Cam, I don't know if you remember that place at all. The, the infield is literally like you're on a, like, on a green, on a golf course. I swear to God, the grass is like – this high and i was talking to spencer torkelson who's our first rounder last year and i mean the yeah, guy he's yep. awesome got i don't know if you got to know him at all. great dude great great dude yeah great guy so he's playing third at some point and we were in bp and he's like bro i'm literally gonna be standing in left field because that is like i mean it was like and he's playing third and he was like bro i have so much time because this ball is going to be hit so hard at me and like Third base is a completely different world to begin with. And when you're playing on grass that is like this thin. Yeah, it's like I mean, playing in the luck. street. You might as well take ground balls on, on, on the yeah, concrete exactly. you know, and the parking lot. Exactly. Especially if you're, if you're backing up in a spring uh, training game where it's 85 degrees and you're literally playing. Yeah, by the time you concrete. get out there, that field, what you said, manicured. It's not manicured as well anymore. I like that word we no. used earlier. It's oh, no. not very manicured at, at oh, that no. point of the game. Cam, how do you feel about Arizona versus Florida spring training? That's a great question. Um, I love Arizona spring training. I mean, you can't be, you know, the, I think our longest trip is 30 minutes. I mean, you know, you, you literally wake up in Florida praying that you don't get that long road trip. And, it, and it's like, even with that said, it's like, you know, you're going to have to make a, a few two-hour trips. I mean, being in Lakeland, I was in Lakeland last year. Me and Zach had a chance to switch spots. And He's learning really soon. It's like Fort Myers, geez. Uh, See, we got lucky this year. They can they condense the schedule. We only play like five teams. And I think Sarasota, we went there last night, and I think that's our uh, furthest. Yeah, you're so lucky. Way. I mean, I had to drive to Fort Myers last year, and I'm like, you know, veteran guy trying to 
but you you like you can't get out of those trips. No matter who you are, unless you're Miggy. No. Uh, <laughs> I think Miggy's like the only guy who's not making those trips, which you know is deservedly so. But I, I'll take Arizona yes. any day, any of the of the year. You can't you can't beat it. Not to mention it's Bro, seventy and breezy right now. Please. Like I haven't. I had only I broke a sweat. Well. You sweat more than anybody I've ever met. I, I you sweat. and Jay. You're right. You're right. I'm gl- I'm usually glistening, but it's it's a it's not the a miserable day, sweat. We had our first we had our first away game, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we're gonna take BP there." And I'm just like, "Where? Where are we going? What do you mean we're yeah, taking wheels BP up at seven thirty? Just yeah, yeah." It's like yeah. what? And they're like, "Yeah, bring your street clothes for after. We're gonna shower there." I'm like, "What do you mean? How far is this place?" It's like, "Oh yeah." an hour and 30 like that's a short Jesus, that's a short man. that's a short trip for yeah. you too, somebody i can't remember who it was somebody in camp the other day was like yeah do we ever go take bp at the it was me place it was me it was literally was me. You? i was like, <laughs> like no like i'm used no. to i'm used to literally at eight o'clock just heading straight to where we got we got to go and doing everything there i mean the whole routine so you know, I was asking somebody the other day, we're going 15 minutes down the road to play somebody. I'm like, hey, like, are we, what are we, we meeting there? What are we doing? It's like, what, what the hell are you talking about? And like, everything's here. Everything's 15 minutes away. So, uh, yeah. It's like a little league game. You put your bag on your back and you show up and you, you go play. <laughs> literally. I even thought about literally going home in my uniform the other day. Um, just, you know, I'm just going to go home in my uniform. This is another, not a great spring training day for your boy Cam Maven, but. Uh, <laughs> Cam. It's spring training. Spring training for a reason. Kim, do you have any good um, Miguel Cabrera stories? Because we we try to get Zach every week to tell a good Miggy story. Good because Miggy story, I, I don't know. I, I can I got a Miggy story, and I love Miggy so much. I hope he. But you know, it was a good. It was a story that I heard actually. You know, I was traded for Miggy um, and Dontrell Willis back in 07. Um, so I had a chance to meet him on the way out. And and whatnot, and, and I got a chance to hear. So wait, so that that was your second. That was the second biggest trade you've been a part of between for us. Sure, right? For that, sure, for sure. I think we it's a close. Trade. It's a close first. I don't know. I got the, you mean come here right. and be okay. my boy Happer is. It's pretty high on my on, on my my career totem pole list. So, uh, <laughs> but I used to hear about Miggy, the younger Miggy, and he kind of laughs. You asked him the story about him maybe getting on the plane in his younger wilder days. And somehow, before that plane landed, he ended up with no clothes on, apparently. You just... <laughs> That's a story that he, he swears, no, Papa, it didn't happen like that. But all I know is he lost his clothes on a flight going somewhere. And it was, uh, it, it was, a, it was a pretty good ordeal. But he, he's the best. He's, that is unbelievable. I'm sure you said already. He's the, he's the best. Always laughing. Always you know, happy, always messing with everybody. So, I mean, the dude is a character. That is the book on him. That's the book. As soon as, like, they walk in there, they're just like, yeah, he's a huge teddy bear. He's, always He's laughing, a big 17-year-old. He's a big, <laughs> yeah. he's a big kid. I'm trying, I'm trying to get I Zach said, to go, like, pick same. up his bats and, like, try one out when he's not, when he's, when he's like, in the cage, not looking. But he feels terrible. Uh-uh. He has the, they, they're horrible. I don't think I. I, mom, I mean, they're hard as a rock. I mean, come on, but the, the I mean, model, yeah, sand bats, right? That, that, model bats made, yeah. that model is made for him. I mean, he, it only comes from the best Canadian <laughs> trees up there where sand bat makes their stuff. Seriously, he's getting straight from the the like that tree too. The center, like the, like the center, hardest part yeah, of the tree, the hardest one in the woods for sure. Like he he's getting the good stuff. He's been he's been with sand bat forever, forever right? Forever, forever. Him and Barry Bonds, yeah. Cam, favorite spring training you've ever had with a team? Like as far as experience, because you've been with Man. enough teams, you've seen so many different well, spring training atmospheres. Yeah, you're right. I have. And let me go on a limb to say that I have not had a favorite spring training. Um, I hate spring training. <laughs> a, a whole lot. Uh, not really my favorite thing. But this is happening. You know what? After coming off of a pandemic, um, still in the midst of a pandemic i really truly and i mean this i love being here man i love everything that rossi uh you know has going on in camp um the staff is great this is probably the first camp the first organization that i've been a part of that literally treats you as a big leaguer you know they, they treat you like a professional athlete it's a very much a sense of 
you know, you know, you guys know what you need to do to get ready and they expect you to do it. And, and if something's lacking, then that's, it's solely on you. You know, I think, and I think that is huge because I think uh, we've all been, well, maybe you guys haven't, but I've been through a lot of, you know, camps and a lot of eyewash, a lot of visine on the field. Um, <laughs> you know, doing, <laughs> doing a lot of goofy, goofy stuff that makes no sense. Um, but again, here, I just enjoy like you get what you need. You get what you like, what you think is going to help you at the end of the day. And I love that accountability. So and then I get to see Happer every day. You know, I get you know, I Jay Hay and Happer, just like two of my Riz. I pretty much raised Riz. Nobody knows that. Um, and like these these guys are great. These guys, you know, like not a it's not a not too many groups better than this group that I've been around. And I mean that. I mean, even from last year, uh, new guys coming in. Uh, I'm big on character. I'm a big character guy. And it's a lot of really good characters in this in this clubhouse right now. And and vibes have been pretty good. So this is definitely one of my favorites. So I was gonna say the way they run things is, you know, it's pretty amazing over there. But Cam, I don't know if you know this about Dakota, but he is a massive Yankee fan. I grew up a diehard Yankees fan. I'm not anymore, Ian. You don't say I can still be, bro. Great. I like I have nothing but amazing stuff to say about that organization. Have knows. I I I enjoyed every second that I spent with those guys over there. It's it's a great organization. You were you were there. That was nineteen. And nineteen, yeah. Seventeen. Well, that's not nineteen. Seventeen. I was on the other team. Um, That I was gonna say you were with the Astros, right? That beat those guys. (laughs) And let me go ahead and throw it out there. You know, I didn't trade myself to those guys. You know, I was picked up trade deadline. (laughs) I was there for a month. I hit one eighty two. All right. <laughs> so, didn't get the memo. any help. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. I was hit 182. All right. That's unreal. Speaking of speaking of the Astros, you know, I've got to know um, AJ Hinch a little bit the this man. spring. Obviously, um, I mean, he is. He seems so, like you said, pro. You know, just like no eyewash. You know, I've been in only a few spring trainings, but like, just the way he goes about his business. You know, I'm sure it was the same before everything happened with him and he's, he's just like, I heard it the other day, like he's just such a winner, you know, like with the way that he's preparing everybody for spring, like the way that the schedule is laid out, it's just, everything is for a purpose and with a purpose, you know, like, Hey, you know, the Tigers obviously weren't great the last however many years, but it's like, if you put that in your mind that like, Hey, we're, we're on the way to winning. And it's just like the way that everybody goes about their work. And I, I, I truly believe that it comes from, you know, the top down and he and he's a leader with that and it's been really cool to see him you know just go about everything in spring with his first spring yeah i had the chance to speak Zach, with, with uh, AJ to before um when he when he first you know agreed to come come to the tigers and i thought it was a great move i know a lot of stuff has went on but they really got a brilliant baseball mind i mean i, I i've said it before he's probably top five baseball minds that i've ever been around um, so he, I think, I think they, I think Al did a great job of, of making sure they got a guy like AJ because he's, he is a bright, bright guy, man. And he's already done. Exactly. Did, was he with the, the Astros when they turned the franchise around or did he come in as those guys were coming up? Uh, he was with, he was the part of that, that whole, that whole, the whole, the rebuild, whole regime, process. rebuild process. So, he's, so he is a, he was a huge, huge part of that, man. And, uh, I mean, he helped develop a winning culture there. I mean, like you say what you want. I mean, he he helped de- develop a winning culture as as well as Alex Cora. Again, top five, the two guys mm-hmm. you know together. I've never been around you know too many too many more guys that have a more brilliant mind than, than those two men as far as making baseball moves and and then you want to play for those guys. Those guys you just you see them already. You want to go right. out and play for AJ. You know, he's a great communicator and and. That gets really lost nowadays, you know. The with, with this generation. No, that that that's huge. That was uh, one of the first when I introduced myself, like one of the first days of camp. You know, we talked, and he understands. You know, like I'm not this huge prospect guy growing up. You know, like, and he's like, hey, you know, I've been in your spot before where you're going to be backing up a bunch of games, but he's like, I want to be the communicator for you. Like, here, here's the schedule. Here's when you're going to go in. It's like, you know, I don't want you being on the bench, like. Hey, fuck! Am I going in today? Am I not going in today? And he's just like communication with me is the number one thing, and that that's huge. But like I said, someone like me who's not going to start many games, especially in spring, 
when you kind of have that idea of when you're going in and when you're when you're no, not nobody wants to be ambushed ever that's the worst. No. that's the worst yeah doesn't matter when how just never want to be ambushed seriously damn how is how is it getting traded what was it three times to and from the tigers yeah actually uh yeah i mean jesus christ i mean do they want you or don't they want you they can't <laughs> you, know I mean? you know what i mean do you do? honestly though uh you know funny coming there last year um zach you know i, I did that just so you could make a move because i knew coming into the season hey i'm signing with these guys you know al me, me and al have a really good uh relationship and he just told me like you you play well you're probably gonna get traded <laughs> like we're probably gonna try to get something in return so this you know last year was a little bit different so i let me go ahead and say i should have called you before and just let you know like something something's probably gonna happen at some point you know i was and i was playing up playing well and sure enough, it was like, hey, yeah, we're trading you to the Cubs. So it's that, uh, that would have been the only communication I had yeah. last year if you would have told me something was happening. So uh, it, it's, it's kind of crazy, man, being, like I said earlier, I think for me, it meant a lot to me uh, at the end of the day that they brought me back three times because I, I really, you know, there comes a time in your career you guys aren't close to it yet where, you know, less teams want you. Um, so to have a team – not only, you know, trade, you know, draft me, trade back for me and then re-sign me again. I think it, you know, again, I think it says a lot about the person that I try to be, um, you know, how I try to carry myself and conduct myself. Because I think, you know, we all can agree that no team is going to bring a guy back three times if he's a if he's a turd. You know what I mean? So I just, just keep it simple. So, again, for me, it means a lot. You know, it says a lot about my character. And, and, that, and that's what I'm really, really big on. You know, my legacy when I'm done, I want it to be about – you know, like this guy really changed my life. He really helped, you know, bring some positive energy when I was pissed the fuck off or whatever it may be. Um, this dude was always a bright spot. So I, I think that says a lot about what the Tigers did. Is that is that something that you've always done or did you learn that playing with guys coming? I mean, you were in the big leagues at 20. We were all in college grinding. Yeah. You were in the big leagues at 20. Like how is that something that from day 1 you were all in on or is it something that you learned along the way? Well, I mean, that's a, you know, honestly, bro, I just uh I've always been a guy through high school through middle school that I really took pride in like, you know, who's the kid that's sitting by himself at the lunch table? You know, like go speak to him. No, just you know what I mean? Like it sucks to see like I hate seeing people down or in a bad spot. So I've always been kind of guy like like I'll talk to that kid or I'll talk to that person and nobody wants to talk to him. Like the guy that everybody usually like can't stand in the locker room. I'm usually like the guy who befriends that guy because it's like, nobody deserves that. I mean, we've all had that guy. It's like, this guy's a, this guy's a fucking turd. Like this guy stinks, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I always try to, yeah. I always try to take a second, honestly, to wonder how somebody may have been brought up, how they might have been raised um, you know, I always use Bryce Harper as an example, and I don't know him, but I go, could you imagine at 13 being told that you're better than like professional ball players? Like, I can imagine how that might have, you know, impacted my molding. Like, I'm probably gonna think I'm the shit, you know, like rightfully so. Bryce Harper is amazing, but I think, you know, again, you've been told that you're the man since you were 13, you're probably gonna carry yourself a different way, you know. So I'm not gonna be off of Bryce Harper because he's super confident and he's a great player when he's been told that for his whole life. So I always try to take, you know, what, you know, how to in hat come up, you know, how did, you know, try to, I try to see how people tick before I, you know, make a, make an assumption on how that person is, you know what I mean? And try to look at what they might've went through uh, before I, you know, write them off or not. So that's kind of how I always been, man. I try to take people for exactly who they are and uh, you know, everybody's different. So when somebody's different, we tend to be like, oh, that I'm off of that guy. So I just try to take everybody for, for really who they are, man. And, and you develop a lot of good relationships that way. That's, that's pretty cool. You know, Nico, probably even um, before he checked in on me last year when I got traded, you know, he was talking about you, like how good of a person you are. And like he was saying you guys would be on the bench and he was just like, bro, I love talking – life baseball anything with this dude it's just like you know it's the way that he described it it was just such like a like something you don't see every day and, and like for him to talk about something like that you know it really means a lot to him he's a really intelligent person and 
for him to notice that, especially at such a young age, you know, he's 23, 24, however old he is, you know, I mean, that, that goes yeah, a really does, long you know, way. I, I was lucky. It makes sense. I was really lucky. I had really good veterans. And I had vets who literally told me, I mean, one of my favorite veterans of all time, Craig, Craig Monroe. I got called up when I was 20 years old and they literally DFA'd him to open up a spot for me. And I remember being like, bro, I'm sorry. Like, like, I, like <laughs> here I am getting caught up to the big leagues. And I was like, I, bro, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean for this to happen. And he's like, bro, like, I'm going to eat. Like, I'm going to make my, like, I'm going to get my, like, and I've always, and I, and I really appreciated that. And it made me think the same thing. You know, you got, cause it's easy for a veteran guy to come in and like, man, screw this dude. Like, I ain't trying to help this, you know, but like, Bro, I'm trying to win at the end of the day because when you win, nobody remembers how terrible you are. Like winning cures every situation. Like nobody talks about, oh man, you know, you guys won it all, but you had a really tough year. No, they never said it. They go, man, you did some things to help the team win that year. They don't talk about the, the bad shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, am I trying to win, number one? And, I, and again, I was that young guy who got made to not be comfortable, you know, you see it every year. Young guys come up and all of a sudden, why is this guy struggling? Because they come up and they can't be themselves. They can't, you know, come in a little bit later like they did when they were in AAA or the guy's scared to have his headphones on and shit. And it's just like, you can't take, you know, people's personality from them and expect them to go out and perform at a high level. So I always say, you know, when I'm a veteran, I'm not going to be, hey, Rook, go get me a that bag of beer and all this goofy shit. And I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I always tell myself, when I'm a vet, bro, I'm gonna try to, you know, make everybody, like, do your thing happy. If you get to the cage at whatever time you get there, that's you, bro. Like, don't think you gotta show up, be the first guy at the cage and do all this goofy shit that's not gonna help you play. So I, I was always like, if I ever have the opportunity to make be a 10 year vet or whatever it is, I'm letting the young, I'm the dude that's gonna be like, nah, like, do you, bro. Like, do what you need to do to get ready to play and ball out, swag it up. Whatever you need to do, like, go out and play. Like, screw all that goofy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, why, why, you know, telling the guy, it's a one o'clock game. Like, why does he need to be there at 830? You know what I mean? Like, he's sitting at his locker exactly. all fucking day because he's scared to get yelled at by some douchebag vet. And it's like, nobody wants to deal with that. Like, you know, so. Dakota, how many times have we asked each other, like, hey, should I do this? Is this a bad look? Like, I'm going to be honest. I, my first – I remember at least my first spring. I, it's it's gotten better since then, but, like, my first spring, I was terrified. Like, like kind of like you said, like, not of, like, being made fun of, but just, like, didn't want to put a single foot out of line. So, I'm like, I'm going to get there mm -hmm. earliest. I'm going to make sure I'm – too early yeah. for everything. I'm gonna do everything I'm supposed to do. Like I'm, I'm tying, I'm tying my shoes that each, each both laces are the same exact. <laughs> so that guy's so like, hey man, okay. hey dude, why, hey, why is that lace hanging so long, bro? Like, because yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. there's guys like that. And again, and again, I think you guys are really lucky because those guys are kind of, those guys are like gone now, which is, which is kind of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't great, but. It was just the way the game was, but it kind of allows guys to be themselves, man. Like, I love the whole let the kids play. Like, that shit was – it was like, no, act like you've been there before. What are you doing? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Honestly, Run the bases right. when you hit a homer. Like, right. no, like, this is a kid's game. Like, why are we not having fun? Like, you know, so I just – I'm not – be yourself. I'm all about being yourself. And I still – and I still do it. These guys yell at me. They're like – Hey, bro, you, how many years you got? Like, relax. You're like, I, but again, that's the mindset that you get put in. It's like, I got to be there early. And, you know, like, I, you know, Jock Peterson, like, bro, like, where are you going? Like, yesterday, him and Happ are going, I'm like, about to leave to go to the game. You were in full <laughs> uniform, about to go to the game <laughs> an hour before I was even going to get in my car to go to drive over there. Exactly. It was amazing. But it's good. It's like, it's the product of the environment. You know, it's like, ah. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be the last guy there because they're going to be like, oh, this guy don't have a hit this spring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's Vanny's last. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the goofy stuff that we worry about, man. It's there, was, there was a moment yesterday where because it was a 110 start and one, a 110 start will throw you off in spring training. So it was like 1240, and I was the only person in the locker room. Every single person was out. It was awesome. Panicking. It was twelve fifty, and here comes Hap walking down. I mean, just sauntering down the steps. I'm gonna say sauntering. He was sauntering down the steps. He was always hitting Hap. Go get me. Just sleepwalking. Just getting, just getting hits and just getting knocks. I'm like, 
I'm taking that approach tomorrow. I'm not coming out to 1258. Hey, you should have saw him last spring when he was the reigning NL player just, of the week. When I mean, he was doing. Oh, dude's God. unbelievable, man. He's my new favorite player. I mean, he's – and host. Just, just sleeping up there, taking A-Bs. Sleep, just four-pitch walk, start the game. I didn't have to get there. I, I, All I had to do was show up for that four-pitch walk to lead <laughs> off the game. It. Fine. That's it. Hey, how was, how was he in the morning? Dakota and I witnessed it, you know, in camp and then living with the him for a few months is he he's not all right yeah, again it's a little different you know when you got me in the locker room in the morning bro it's hard to be kind of bitter and down man like i'm coming in with too much energy in the morning not like overly like hey shut the hell up energy but like damn happer you look great today i told him the other day his aura was orange i literally could see it, it was around him he had an orange aura like that's special that's special shit right there man like not many guys have a literally are glowing when they walk into a room. So I know. love that. It's the first thing you see in the morning. How could you be upset? I'm, I have a cup of coffee and I see Cam's <laughs> face. It's unbelievable. Yeah, you know. And he's telling you you're glowing. glowing you're like, it's gonna be a it's great. It's gonna day be today. a great day. Now I just need somebody to fluff me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Hap, Hap is the king at fluffing people. If you need I one, love he'll do it. Fluffing people. You yeah. just got. You just got to let them know. So I, yeah. I was fluffing Cam all day yesterday. That's, yeah, he's so, the best. Can't he's wait to best. play with you. Just can't wait to watch you he's hit the today. Best. Yeah, him and Nico, they they do it. Him and Nico are like my fluffers. They they do a good job of picking me up. Riz, Riz. Nico, Nico is no. Nico is like the like Hap's here when it comes to fluffing. Yeah. Nico is like Nico sneaky here he, when it he, comes he's, to fluffing he, every day. He is. He's he, like Cam. Are you, are you just ready to rake today? I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I wasn't until now. I'm fucking ready to go. <laughs> Loves Nico. Hey, Nico's Nico's been ready to rake every day oh my God, this he's year. Incredible, best oh, hitter on the plate. Just doesn't miss a barrel. Best hitter in the game. And I said, I we said that on the podcast. I don't know how many weeks ago. I told everybody that he was looking yoked. I saw him in Chicago this offseason. I told everybody he was looking very fit. He looks like Facts. a Greek god. And now, now he's in spring training. Everybody's saying, "Oh, man, Nico is so Facts. strong." He yeah, got, he said, he told even, he's got the even hair he's, going. He's got the he's, flow going right now. He he's definitely he's got his. He's got a big league swag for sure right now. I'm Even I'm in on the hair. Zach doesn't like the hair. I like the hair. I think it I think it fits. I'm him. digging it, Zach. I'm digging it. I like it. <laughs> I'm more of a clean cut. I, I, you can see right now. I need one really bad. Um, but I'm scared with with all these maskless people down here. In Florida. There was oh, there yeah. was uh, two um, of the Indians guys. They got held out of camp because they went to a barber. Back to back to the Nico thing really quick. Even if he didn't look as yoked as you said he is, like. It was only a matter of time until this dude broke out again. He was one of the best hitters I've ever played with, and he was 15 and double well, it's not, Yeah, it's, he's a great athlete. He's a great hitter. Asking him to come up and play in September platoon. was insane. Yeah. And then asking him if yeah. in, a, in a messed up 2020 season to yeah. platoon, get 100 at-bats, and then make a judgment on him as a baseball player at 100 at-bats. Yeah. But he's just trying to help the team win. Yeah, like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. learning how to but, play baseball right. at the highest level. Like, it's hard to hit in the big leagues. And you, it takes time to learn how to do all that and, like, how you're going to get pitched and how to handle different situations. Like, the whole thing is just – I mean, it was – it's his first two years of his career have been crazy asks. Like, I'm very excited for him to have a full 162 to go out there and relax and get into a groove and go through April and May and, and the whole thing. And he hasn't been healthy for a few years. You know, he had that, and even when he was in double A, like he didn't get enough at bats because getting hit in the hands and a couple little things. But like, I'm excited for him to have that full time to really get into the, the feel of the season. Cam, can we talk to you more about being 20 in the big leagues? I just don't understand. Man, like I can't conceptualize it. it. I can't, when I, I can't think about, cause I got drafted at 20 and mm. like, you know, when you're that old, you think you're ready. You're like, Psh, I can be in the big leagues tomorrow. Like I'm so good. I'm awesome. And then you get around those guys and take BP with them. And you realize that like John Lackey and Jake Arrieta and Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant are eight feet taller than you. And you don't even look like you're the same species. And it, and then it, it takes a while. How did you at 20 years old go to in and, and compete at that level? Man, honestly, I was like, I was such a savage. Like my mindset was, my mindset was so, so savage, like out of high school. <clears throat> so take you back real quick. So I got drafted, I think the year before they actually implemented that, the deadline. So I didn't play when I got drafted in 05, I didn't play that whole year. I just, I was like, you know what? First time in my life, I get, I'm, I'm going to take a spring break. I mean, you know, we, we play spring tournaments, we play summer. And I was like, man, I ain't signing until 
October, you know? So I was, <laughs> I just was like, I was chilling, hanging out, you know, working out. Um, and then my first year was 06, but I, but going into that first year, I literally told myself, all right, I'm going to treat these next three years as if they were my college campaigns. So 18, I got three years for me to be in the big leagues. I'm going to treat it like, you know, these three years that I would have been in college, I'm going to treat it, I'm going to give myself three years to play in the minor leagues, and then I want to be in the big leagues. So I was very much, I had a lot of tunnel vision, and I was lucky too, you know. 18, 19, I couldn't go out. I couldn't do anything. So I couldn't go to any bars. I couldn't go to any clubs. So it was literally eat, sleep, and drink baseball, dude. So, and again, I was just like, so savage i had goals i you know that's when i really used to write my goals i wanted to be a futures all-star and all this crap and and all those games and then you looked up and, and again this was a time too um i had jim jim leland and jim leland like you know the meeting the, the first meeting of the year was like you know he's like smoking a cigarette and he's like he, you know he's like I, I don't care how old you are I don't care who you are. I don't care how you look. I don't care how you dress. You're all grown ass men. Show up on time. I'm playing the fucking best, and that's it. And that's the meeting. That's the meeting. That's it. The meeting over. I'm like, bad. Like, I got a chance, you know. So that was at a point where, you know, with Tigers, it was like, if if the kid's hot, let's move them. You know, let's move them. So, I, you know, I did my whole first year in West Michigan. Had an amazing, uh, amazing year. And then the next year, I mean, I went to high, and I remember <laughs> at high uh lakeland all at the break all these guys getting called up to double a everybody going to the, to the double a right after the all-star game now here i'm in lakeland i'm pissed off i'm like these fucking guys like man i should be in the big leagues i shouldn't need i'm in height i'm in a high like talking like i'm calling my dad like this is bullshit like they're moving up this dude my i'm 19 i'm like bro like relax so they called me up to double so i actually end up getting called up to double a like a week after that and and this is probably i've had some really streaky like hot moments in the game so i go to double a erie which is a great place to hit by the way it's like a like a really awesome high school field um you must you must have not have been there in in april then oh no i didn't yeah not in april when it's freezing right <laughs> so i go to erie in six days i hit seven homers oh my god Literally, I remember calling my dad. I I was going, I don't know what the hell is going on, but I am locked <laughs> in. And then and they called me like, "Hey, man, like you're going to New York. You're going to play at the old Yankee Stadium." And I'm like, "Oh shit! Like for real?" You up from Double A, coming from Double A, six days in Double, six days in Double A. What the? Fuck? Like, hey, you're going to after? Yankee Stadium. You know, I'm talking shit. Literally, this is the best part about this. I'm like, cool, all right. Well, as I got the double A, on my way to double A, I lost my my wallet. So I'm in double A for six days with no money. I'm straight. Luckily, we had to do Anthony Tomey, who whose family I think started J Jimmy John's. Jeez. So I'm like money. eating Jimmy John's. <laughs> I'm I'm like, you know, Anthony, though, look out for me, bro. Like, he's bringing me Jimmy John's sandwiches. I got no money. <laughs> so they called me up. I I'm in Reading, Pennsylvania. I got no idea. I can't fly to New York. My agent drives from New York to Reading, Pennsylvania, picked me up, drove me all the way back to Yankee Stadium. We get pulled over, like, trying to get to the game. Like, and this cop is like, you know, here I am with this, you know, white guy, this little Jewish-looking white dude, and I'm black kid in the front, braces, nappy. I mean, I had, like, this nappy little afro and shit. And he's like, where, where are you guys going in such a hurry? And he's like, yeah, I got to get, you know, got to get my client to Yankee Stadium. Like, he's making his debut today. And he's like, like, fuck, yeah, right, whatever. Take the ticket and slow yeah. it down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no joke, bro. So get pulled over, get to the stadium. And, I mean, by that time, it was cool because all the guys are great. Um, granted, I'm talking about, you know, just – I had just turned 20 now. And – it's cool. Like I had good big league camp, whatever in Yankee Stadium. I go out. This is this is this is cool. But then like I was I was great. And then once the game started and I came back out and the stadium was full, I was scared shitless, bro. And nobody remembers except for me. Oh, your debut was so amazing. You you know you faced Roger Clemens and I think I you know I went three for three. I think I hit a homer. Stop it. Is it three? Is it three for three or two for three? I hit a homer. Hit and run, first hit. I think I stole two bags. 
And it was like, oh, you had this great debut. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that great. Actually, I faced Andy Pettit and went over four with two strikeouts and never saw a cutter before. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I remember coming back to the dugout and I was like, yo, like, yo, buddy. And so I was talking, like, buddy's throwing me a ball and it's moving like this much, but it ain't spinning. <laughs> it looks it was, like a fastball. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? They're like, yeah, that's called a cutter, young buck. Like, welcome to the fucking big leagues. And that's when I was like, oh, shit. Maybe I wasn't as ready as I thought I was. But, you know, so it was, it was a humbling experience. And, I, and it, it was cool, too, because I got called up in August. Like, here it is looking back. Like, they could have waited a month to call me up. And they literally like, no, we want this kid now because we think he can help. So I actually spent the whole month, August to September, in the big leagues the rest of the year. And then I was traded after that. But it was, it was the coolest shit I've ever been a part of. Roger Clemens, I get uh, first at bat, Jim Leland, brilliant. He tells me, hey, you got one pitch and second pitch hit and run. Like, fuck the, the third base coach. He just like, hey, you got – because I was a little – you know, he, I think he could tell I was nervous. I was tight. First pitch, fastball down the middle. Fucking couldn't swing the bat, bro. Now I'm like, now nah, you, now nah, I gotta swing, or else I'm going back to the minor leagues. Like we in the big leagues, you hear you hear your horror stories, like miss a sign and I'm get down, like you're going back. So now I'm like, I have to swing, hit and run, bro. With base hit first swing, I'm like, this dude was brilliant. Like he pretty much put me in a situation to make me have to swing the bat. You know what I mean? Like he just knew the game and it, it was it was cool. And so I got hit, hit a homer, and then he hit me my next at bat on purpose. That early, getting plunked? What then he the plunked me. Fuck? And I see him after the game. Weirdest thing about the whole day. After the game is over, we're coming, like, two opposite sides in the tunnels, and it's just me and Roger Clemens. And I'm like – How old's Clemens at this time? That's, like, oh, 35. Yeah. I mean, older. It's just like, like, 15 years older than you. Yeah, easily. And I'm like, like – I mean, literally, I could be your son. And I'm like – Hey, Mr. Mr. Clemens, like, and he's just like, hey, man, just want to congratulate you on a great start, and I hope you have a great. It was like, oh shit, like, like he hit me. He was like, welcome to the big leagues moment, yeah. but he was like the nicest dude ever after that. Like, man, I want to wish you the best. Like, no hard feelings. Like, You're like, why'd you have to part hit of the me? Game. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck it, I'll take it. Like, shit, own base percentage, you know. But and it was it was Clemens cool. is massive. Oh yeah, a monster, bro. Literally, he's like this. Somebody like from back to chest. Yes, Dude, his like, chest, his <laughs> upper body and chest is so big. It's like looks it's, like a, a barrel. He is huge. He like a, yeah, he's a I monster, actually though, so. I watched you that play was, in West Michigan in 06 because I'm from like I'm I live like 10 minutes from Fifth Third Ballpark, and I remember going back in 07 oh, and you weren't on the team anymore. I didn't understand how like minor league baseball worked, and I'm like. What the hell happened? Where'd he go? Like, he was their best player. Why would they get rid of him? And I didn't realize at the time that obviously you moved up, but I was like, why wouldn't they bring him back? Like, he was our best player. What a great place to uh, live, too, by, by the way, Dakota. Yeah, Holy no, I, that I was, love it. That made it be the most fun I've ever had in professional baseball was in, in West Michigan. Yeah, and imagine if you were 21, too. You got a bunch of little – oh, bro, yeah. you got all of, like – well, at least at the time, it was, like, four, like – all girls schools mm -hmm. like college it was like it was crazy <laughs> yeah west michigan's great awesome place, great place to yeah, be i love gr and not to mention you got eight like thousand fans a night yeah like, they like, they five, always white caps always a get a lot of fans yeah it was it was sick so then speaking of yankee stadium what was the 2019 playoff like at Yankee Stadium. Well, because you were there in seven, yeah, like you, you know what? It, it was it was crazy, man. Um, it was crazy being on the opposite, you know, the opposite side, man. But um, it was real intense. I ain't gonna lie, it was really intense amongst the league. I think it would make I, I don't know what was out there, uh, spoken or unspoken, but you know, these are my boys now. We're trying to, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to win a championship. So we gotta be really careful, you know, on what we're doing as far as you know, signs going into the catcher because these guys are going to, you know, they're going to try to do everything they can to, to gain a competitive advantage. So <laughs> it was a lot of stuff going on, a lot of like extracurricular, like banging from our dugout just to kind of screw with the opposing <sighs> mindset. And it, it, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was crazy, man. It was so crazy to, uh, to be on the, you know, the, the other end of it. And just like all of the, I guess you could call it like, uncertainty and just people ner like nervousness in there like mm -hmm. 
you know, like dudes like, like this is fastball. Like, like if I blink, if I look like something's in my eye, maybe it's a breaking ball. Like, you know what I mean? Like dudes trying to do everything they can to like hide and not give away signs. So it was an, an intense series, man. And I think at that time in the game too, just in that, that year, the technology, everybody was skeptical of everybody because the technology was there, but it wasn't regulated. Exactly. So you had every team had cameras and the ability because the system like it is now, the Hawkeye system and, and all the cameras around all the ballparks, every team was investing resources heavily into cameras for performance, for seeing Absolutely. swings and pitchers and uh, you know the way that the guys' mechanics were working. And so teams are investing so heavily in everything and it's completely unregulated because nobody knows how the technology can be used. So mm -hmm. then everybody, as guys start to see, like, oh, I think we can see the catcher signs, or I think that you know, I can facts I can see facts. little things. Now everybody's starting to go, oh, if I can see it, that they can see it, and what are they doing with it, and what are we doing with it? And I think everybody exactly is just looking around, going, I have no clue what the rules are or what's happening, but God damn it, we have to have eighteen thousand signs because we can't let them take ours. <laughs> yeah, big, and, and that's that's literally as simple as you can put it. And I'm not again, not, not trying to defend, n never trying to defend that because it was wrong. But I think in the midst of it, it was like Haber said, it was so much going on, so much information. Teams getting competitive advantages from all of the the things that we have, all of the smart devices and all the angles and, and stuff like that. It was almost like they just wanted to, you know, be the best, uh, you know, have the best competitive advantage. You know what I'm saying? Cause it was like, well, we think it. like yeah. every, we think everybody's doing something, but like, how can we just make sure we, we just a little bit more, you know, efficient with it. I gotta, you know, this team, that team, this team, they do a great job. And when they get to second, they relaying signs and they're giving signs. So like, how can we just stay in the mix of being competitive with doing that on top of competing? You know, that's why I gave these guys such credit from when they won the World Series in 2016 because, you know, coming here, realize they just been doing it all natural and it can be done, you know. But again, I give them a lot of credit for just going out and playing and doing it when a lot of teams nowadays, you see it like, we're always trying to figure out how can we get a competitive advantage? What can we do to have a better, you know, approach at the plate or on the mound? You know what I mean? And it, it was, man, dude, it was a crazy, crazy situation to, to be a part of. Yeah. And more than anything, teams were trying to protect themselves from other teams. And then you had that you would look at the numbers across the league with runners on second base. And you would go like, oh, my God, like these guys are hitting a billion with runners on second. Like, yeah, how are they getting to that point? We have to. And then you you start to have teams get afraid and say, all right, we need to have that's the pitching cards we, came in. You know, we yep. need to have 12 signs. We need to be changing our signs every other pitch, because if we keep the same signs, guys are too good to pick up. See, we're an algorithm to pick up a sequence on the way that the catcher is going to because there's only so many sequences that everybody's used. And it's just how can Facts. we detect that? So. That there's just so much that went into that, but I think yeah, uh, from a from a league wide standpoint, it's nice that it, it we're, we're I think we're to the point where we're past everybody's so skeptical now that we're past being able to actually uh, pick those yeah. things off. <laughs> For real, I don't know how anything could be fishy anymore in today's game. Like you have to be so discreet if you're doing something. And the thing that was tough last right. year is they they went so over the top with Ugh. the signs that they took out in-game video. So now yes. you're taking away from hitters having the ability to look at themselves and adjust Facts. in the game. And your eyes lie to you so often when you're up there because you think a pitch is in one spot and it's in a different spot. Or you think it moves <laughs> one way and it moves a different way. And without that checks and balances where you can go back and look and say oh okay this isn't actually how it looked and then your next at bat hitters lost the ability to make those adjustments in game because of yeah. all the stuff that had happened previously and it really affected some guys last year so uh, i agree i agree I'm, it affected me it affected me i mean I, I like to see what my hip is doing you know what i mean i wanted to see if i'm flying open a little bit or if i'm pulling off the ball a little bit and it has nothing to do with the pitcher you know what i mean so and and, and right. phil can also uh J.D. Martinez is huge. Phil can also create false false perception. 
you know, sometimes I feel good, but it's not right. You know what I mean? So I need to see it. Like right. I feel good, but I'm over 20. So something clearly ain't right. You know what I mean? But you, you feel good. I'm just going to like, nah, sometimes you need to actually see what's going on. So, and like he said, right. in, in the game, like I don't need to wait till after my fourth at bat to make this adjustment. I need to know the next at bat what's going on, you know? So. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know that Dakota, you would be a better person to ask on this, but I don't know the pitchers are necessarily going down in between innings and going, I, I don't know if my strides off from my, I'm releasing my change up weird. I don't know. The pitchers are using video in-game video as much. I mean, I feel like it, I, I definitely don't. Maybe starters are different. If you're throwing six plus innings, you might want to, I feel like you don't need video though. Usually like that's what a pitching coach is for pitching wise. It's easier to pick yeah. up. Like, yeah. The pitching coach and the catcher are probably side, telling you like, right? this or that. Like it's pretty easy yeah. to pick up. Like when you got a catcher, pitching coach, all that, like you said, I don't think too many guys are using video between innings anyway, pitching wise at least. Yeah. And a lot, and a, as a hitter, a lot of guys have a timing mechanism that they're trying to like, Hey, when this guy's hands break, I need to start moving. Or when this guy lifts his leg, like I need to get going. Yeah. So when you go back and you look at the video in between at bats and you're like, Oh shit, his he's releasing the ball and I haven't picked my foot up. Like those are in-game adjustments that you make uh, that guys didn't have the ability to do last year, which I think is really difficult, but Luckily, this year we're going to have that back, and I think that they, you know, they've made adjustments. They've put a black box around where the catcher's signs are. Like they've done things um, to mitigate some of the the issues that we had in the past. But I think it, you'll see over the course of 162 a system that that can probably be taken into the future uh, and actually works with where technology is in the game now. For sure. Mm. You guys have anything else for Cam? I don't know if you know this about Cam, too, is Cam's entire family is absurdly <laughs> athletic. Cam has, like, yeah, NFL cousins. How many – What? Yeah. list off – how many professional athlete <clears throat> family members do you have? Man, currently, currently right now, myself, uh, my little cousin is actually a free agent right now. He, he's been with the uh, Detroit Lions the last four seasons. At a University of Tennessee. What's his, his name? name is Dakota. Jalen Reeves. Jalen Reeves, maybe. Oh, yeah. Linebacker. Um, you know, he's an ex ball head. Yup. His, his father played uh, at at Louisville for four years under Denny Crum uh, back in the day. That's just, that's them. Then I have Rashad McCants, who was a UNC legend, played for the Timber, Timberwolves, uh, lottery pick. His sister, also WNBA, <laughs> like lottery pick. Um, I had my other cousin retired from the NFL a few years ago. His name was uh, Aaron Maven, went to Penn State, defensive mm-hmm. end. He's a monster. Um, so you played for the Bengals. You had no choice but to make it to the big leagues. Like, once you got drafted, like, you, you have to make it. I had to do something, man. I'm still the best athlete in the family, That's though. Right. So they, all, they, they all know that. A couple of them are way bigger than me. Don't get me wrong. There's some monsters, though. But And then, and then my – and, you know, my – Oldest cousin has been the captain of the Harlem Globetrotters for like the last 10 no years. Way. His name is Highlight Chris Bruton. So, yeah. bro, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. That's unreal. That's so sick. Those are yeah. some athletic genes if I've ever heard. Zach, Zach, your brother's playing college baseball. You guys, same, about the same thing, I was right? going to say, wow, I thought, I thought my family was pretty athletic. <laughs> we have three collegiate baseball players, but Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty my sick. sister ran track oh, in high sweet. school. That's sweet, though, bro. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> Man, it's been so great to have you on. I'm glad we could can finally I come do back this. On? Can, I, can I come back on again, yes. maybe? Can I get another bottle of whatever yeah. I was drinking? We're going to get we're gonna get another <laughs> bottle of Parse for you, and it's going to be in Let your get locker. Get that Parse. Get that Parse. Uh, yeah. Cam, did you hear during the game yesterday the people behind home plate yelling Parse? When I say Parse, you say rum? Yeah, parse? I didn't know. Okay. Okay. That's the very good one. I swear to God, during the game, remember my second at bat yesterday, they were <laughs> chanting behind home plate there's all yeah i heard that the fact you, you didn't hit a bomb is just when i say parse you say rum i heard that yeah. that was pretty good <laughs> <laughs> let's do That's let's do stuff. screen time with cam before we go let's see if he has oh no oh no my phone's dead i got a high one today i, oh, I got two so hours cool. on the dot you go to settings and then it's like your maybe eighth one down two hours and five minutes two hours and five minutes jeez i was it's gonna be by far I was the two lowest. hours I was two hours on the dot. Oh, my God. What does that mean? It means that's how much you're on your phone today. Oh, nice. Uh, I got five hours, 54. 
Five hours, 54 minutes. We're also, oh we're God. on Eastern time zone. We're two hours ahead of you. So what, what are we shooting? What are we shooting for? Well, the lowest. So whoever, we're, trying to, we're trying to get the time down. Yeah, whoever's yeah. on their phone the least is the winner. Oh, damn. You got two hours. I got two hours phone? even. So damn. we were we were about the same today. Zach, Zach, you got to be higher than me. You would have been happy Zach's otherwise. You definitely are higher than me. Zach, I'm at Zach six on hours. quarantine. Zach, so yeah. He's locked in. Six, oh, Zach's over six. <laughs> six plus. Oh, my goodness. Cam, thank you so much. I can't. We're going to come back on. You'll be a repeat guest. I, I have to. I, I got to come back on we if can, you guys We can promise 100%. that one. Yes. This was better than I ever 100%. expected. Zach, or, or Ian already said he likes you more <laughs> as a co-host and a teammate. Like, you've replaced Zach. No, well. Zach. Li listen, Zach, one thing. I, you know, meeting you, this is all you, bro. Um, I'm going to let you have it. I, gonna, I was going to slide in until I met you. I was going to try to slide in and see if I could. But. I like you, bro. I don't care what Ian says about you. You're right with me, man. That's episode 53. You plant Dakota? one tree in the Colombian rainforest for every tell bottle of Parcerum. I didn't know actually that it was in the Colombian rainforest. People, that's something I learned. Uh, uh, we don't know if that's about true. Rum, how many trees you plant in the Colombian rainforest? You plant a tree somewhere. Somewhere they're planting a tree. Yeah. I don't, I honestly, also, hmm. I, I might have just made that up. I might have just made that up. But if you do definitely <laughs> plant a tree in Colombia, you plant a tree somewhere. Yeah. And so that's, that's all that really matters. Uh, also, um, I don't know. I, we don't really have that much video, <laughs> but I'm wearing an obvious shirt today. And yeah. uh, there was just a massive order of Farsay obvious shirts that came in. So I think there might be some obvious shirts coming to the ballpark for the boys. But need me a shirt. I need to get rid of this Cuts t shirt. Yeah, because we can't, we can't be promoting Cuts just, And just saying. That's episode 53 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. We'll see you next week.